0: Hello, I'm Tatiana Antonelli and welcome back to Forward Talks, a podcast by Goombook about moving towards sustainability in the region and beyond. Before we get into the episode today, I'm excited to share that we're launching a special series of the show to mark the year of sustainability here in the UAE, in the lead-up to the UAE hosting the 28th edition of the Conference of Parties, or COP28, later this year. I want to thank the Dubai Government Media Office for their support on this special series, which we are calling Climate Leaders Rising Up to COP28, coming up on the 25th of May. Today, we are sharing our think tank from the Arabian travel market, a few weeks ago. The discussion, Towards Responsible Tourism, Best Practices from the UAE, was held with the support of Dubai Department of Economy and Tourism and Dubai Sustainable Tourism. I was joined on the panel by cultural strategist and art advisor, Mirna Ayad, Marriott's Area Director of Engineering, Vignesh balasub Marine Animal Operations and Sustainability Director for Atlantis Resorts, Kelly Timmins, and Managing Partner at Terrax, Cameron Carnes. I wanted to start um, actually talking about culture. And when we talk about tourism, sometimes we We overlook culture, especially in sustainable tourism. Um, when we started Goombook, Goombook was about, you know, environment and how to promote the local environment. But for us, the only way to actually connect with the businesses, with the private sector and with the government was to talk about the heritage and, uh, what was happening in the UAE, why we were planting the gaff tree and not another tree. What was the role of that tree for the, for the community, for the, the UAE nationals? So culture definitely plays an important role is the S in ESG, the social aspect. And this is why we've invited Myrna today to talk about the importance of, uh, of, uh, of culture in, in our society, in tourism. And also what she discovered through writing this very special book.
1: Yes, I, uh, I wrote a book on uh, Sheikh Zayed, as you know, uh, which took me two years. Um, I've been in the UAE for uh, 41 years this year. Um, and he was a very omnipresent, still is a very omnipresent character in our lives. Um one of the very early uh, pieces of information I discovered was um uh, that he was really an authentic environmentalist. Um in fact, one of the, the the ideas that sort of inspired um you know my my desire to to do this book uh was a story that my grandfather told me. So my grandfather came here in 1965. And one day he was in Abu Dhabi and there was a traffic jam. Uh, there were no traffic jams in Abu Dhabi in nineteen sixty five uh, but the cars uh, were all lined up, and the men started to descend from the cars only to find one car parked on the side, and a man climbing up the palm tree using his gutra and igal, so he used it as a lineman belt because there was a piece of exposed date which the birds were eating so he covered it and that man was sheikh zayed yeah it's a, it was a story that stayed with me as a child that wow a president would do that um and that was actually the first uh, story that i wrote in the book and incidentally uh, because my books forward is written by his son sheikh Abdullah, the minister of foreign affairs um when i sent the book Uh, for a fact-checking, the fact-checkers came back and said, we have no record of this. You cannot claim it. And I was distraught because it, it was told to me by my grandfather, only for a few days later for Sheikh Abdullah to send in his forward. And he started off by saying what a great environmentalist his father was and that he was known to climb up trees and protect the dates. Now, all of this is to say, you know, he was a a fierce lover of the earth. Um, He actually used to build with his own hands. He would build the afflage system of underground water tunnels. Um, Back in those days before unification, water reserved were only given to members of the royal family. Immediately when he came into power, he stopped that and he gave water to all. Uh, Sir Baniyas, and what a protected island it is! It's all him. So I would, uh, you know, confidently and safely tell you, the roots of um, environmentalism and protecting the earth came from Sheikh Zayed, hundred percent for for the UAE.
0: This is very interesting because many many of of these aspects in uh, in your storytelling today are elements that people research when we come to the UAE. Sometimes the tourists are looking for the highest tower, the biggest hotel, the most shiny place, and the, the Michelin-star restaurant. But more and more tourists are coming to the, UA- the UAE and are looking actually for something that's linked to the heritage, the tradition. And uh, actually this week, it was announced that um, agritourisms are also going to be able to uh, welcome uh, tourists first people to actually experience you know farming in the uae it's something very special not many know that farming is actually happening in the uae and specific crops and specific uh, foods and fruits from uh, from the region um but again the uae and dubai specifically has been working a lot in the past years to make the tourism industry of of the big hotels and all the restaurants, also that part more sustainable. How can all these big operations be more sustainable? Have a, a, a reduce uh, carbon footprint and, and and ecological footprint, I would say in general. So uh, Dubai Economy and Tourism has launched the Sustainable Tourism Initiative, and many hotels, I would say, hundreds of hotels, have joined. And there's a, an impact that is already recorded in terms of uh, uh, reducing waste, reducing energy, reducing water consumption. So I would love for Vignesh today, who's uh, representing uh, Marriott Group, but uh, as well the hospitality sector here. What is for you the 19 uh, standards, uh, sustainability standards? How have they helped you? How have they supported you to become more sustainable here in the UAE in Dubai?
2: Yeah, uh, thank you for having me here uh the dst 19 uh is has been really impactful and helpful for the hotels uh by laying out the guidelines that hotels need to follow whether you know starting off with our environmental policy uh, uh waste management is one uh energy management uh water management uh, they talk about responsible sourcing uh, you know strategic partnership. So many more. I mean, in these 19, uh, these things that has uh, laid the foundation for the hotels. And uh, like you mentioned, I think uh, we are not only just uh, implementing them. I mean, they're also getting measured through carbon calculators. So this is a great start uh, for a place like here to actually, you know, put them on the map of being a sustainable destination.
0: When I came to Dubai, people were like, you're running a sustainability led uh, organization. How can that be uh, in a country that you know produces um, less and consumes a lot? And so hotels are one of the biggest industries in, in the country, have a very important role to play. And also I think uh, we are looking up to the hotels. They're all very big brands. You know, global brands, very well known. And so they have an influence. And it's true that the, what they're doing here in the UAE is something very special. And uh, maybe it's more difficult, but I'm sure it's more rewarding to be able to, you know, reduce your carbon footprint here rather than in uh, in other places. Um, Kelly, I mean, the Atlantis has uh, also 1,500 rooms. So I think it's the biggest hotel we have uh, in the u a in the region, maybe um, but the, the Atlantis has taken also lots of and huge steps in terms of sustainability. something that differentiates you of course is your proximity to the marine environment, the fact you have a water park, you have a marine department, and so what is really interesting in in this side of tourism is conservation so i I would love for you to explain more the the challenge, the difficulties, but also the great impact that you're having.
3: So obviously, you know, Atlantis, uh, Dubai is home to 65,000 marine animals, and we're so fortunate for this. And um, it's our responsibility to ensure that we have the highest standards of animal welfare on property. But in addition, that we do our part to give back to biodiversity, give back to nature, and also to encourage our guests to do the same. So at Atlantis, what we did is we set up what we call our one USD contribution fund, whereby every single time somebody participates in a marine animal program or experience, we collate that money over the year and then we give that back to local partners, uh, both locally and internationally as well. And that's where we, you know, we partnered with Gumbug on their Save the Butts campaign, but we've also got a number of different partners. We're doing field research. Every single week, we're going out on boats on a Dubai dolphin survey. We're looking at how we protect uh, endangered sharks and rays in Abu Dhabi. We're doing so many different initiatives. And this is so important for us because we're connecting our guests to nature through our marine animals on site. And then we're also enabling them to give back to the environment as well.
0: So Atlantis also joined a very uh, important and impactful campaign, Dubai Can, that was launched uh, in February, a year and a half ago. And uh, I know you just received the first numbers of
3: uh, reduction, plastic reduction. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, in support of Dubai Can, we built our own on-site water bottling plant. Um, This was to feed reusable bottles from the plant up to the rooms. This was the first phase, and we promised that uh, in one year we would do 2.7 million. And within seven months, we've done already 1.8. Um, so this is this is a great initiative for us but um we've committed to by the end of 2023 to have eliminated all single-use plastic bottles across the whole of the property because now we've not just got Atlantis the Palm we've got the water park and Atlantis the Royal our new property as well so we're doing a complete and utter sweep but anybody that you know knows sustainability and works in uh, our industry will know that things are um, are most effectively done over time and in phases so we started this phase last year and we'll fully complete that cycle by the end of 2023, which I'm super happy about.
0: Thank you, Kelly. And now we touch upon a, 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 point, a point that's very important, a waste. And actually today I was with one of our partners talking about waste, raising awareness about simple things. What can be recycled in the UAE? And I'm sure here in the public, some people might have some doubts. Can I recycle this or can I recycle that? We still don't know. We still don't have all the answers. Uh, what is great is to have, you know, and being the, in Dubai. We are the hub of uh, companies who come here, startups and uh, with new solutions, new ideas. And I'm very, very excited that today we have Cameron with us. Um, they are building the a plant that will be able to, you know, support most of the industry here, hospitality, including, you know, airlines. Uh, but also schools and other kinds of businesses, because you basically are going to be able to treat any waste, right?
4: Yeah, more or less, <laughs> not everything. Uh, within the UAE, we generate a lot of waste per capita anyway uh, as a society. And then, of course, as uh, we attract a lot of inbound tourism, we're obviously generating an additional amount of waste on top of, of, of uh, just the population. Uh, and you know it's a problem that's everywhere around the world. Really, waste. Um, and whilst there is a lot of recycling that happens, um, you know the the sort of hard truth of it is is that uh, very little amount of uh, the waste that we collect is actually truly recycled, because uh, a lot of it is contaminated with by food waste or by industrial waste. W- we we are basically looking at how we can tackle that problem across all industry. Uh, tourism being one of them, especially uh by using technology uh, and taking a different approach to the traditional segregate, uh separate, wash, clean, and then recycle and then discard what's left. Uh we're basically saying we'll just mix the whole lot together, uh contaminated or uncontaminated, doesn't really matter, along with fibrous material. Uh, and as you said, a whole gamut of material from plastics, uh thin film to heavy plastics mattresses carpets foams uh, even organic waste can all be combined together uh, and to produce a product uh, which can then be reused in the market basically uh, an example of such would be um exhibition spaces halls all of these kind of places using raised flooring uh replacing plywood sheeting board um with with the material that's made really from 100 percent waste uh, which uh, ultimately we can also take back when it's uh, reached the end of its life and recycle again back through the process and the market can absorb it again. Another one would be in a hotel environment, uh, construction, um, during construction could be decking, outdoor pool decking, could be in manhole covers, you know, a lot of stuff that can be done at scale. Uh, so we're really looking at generating the circular economy uh, and made locally in this part of the world from our waste.
0: Mirna I know that uh, you've been you know behind uh, art Dubai for many years you've been uh, the director and it would be interesting also to understand the, the art scene and more and more uh, the region uh, is becoming a, a hub for for artists um so I have two questions for you one is do you see the arts world being more sustainable uh, in in their operation and at the same time do you see artists trying to raise awareness about sustainability from a cultural point of view
1: i'm going to answer the second one first i am noticing that a lot of artists are actually becoming a lot more conscious in the creation of their artworks Uh, i have one artist friend who lives here in dubai she recycles her canvases so instead of creating a new body of work she'll dig up existing bodies of work that were probably never exhibited or never sold. And she re- reuses those uh, artworks. And I'm, I'm proud to say that I have one at home. Um, uh, another Emirati artist I know, uh, her name is Latifa Said. She's exploring rammed earth. Um, she's also exploring um, uh, smashing, for lack of a better word, using a lot of um, plastic um, dis- disposed of uh, found objects and just literally smashing them, crushing them and creating a sculpture. Another Lebanese artist, Marwan Rashmawi, made it a mission uh, to collect all the plastic water bottles in Beirut. And then he, I, it was some obscene number, like a 100,000, and they were just squished into these beautiful figurines. Uh, after the August 4 explosion in Beirut, there was a cultural initiative in Beirut. Uh, that gathered all the glass, uh, that was, you know, uh, as a result of the explosion. But from it, they created traditional, um, uh, shaped, uh, vases, jugs, um, uh, with, you know, like a sort of like a, a water set with glasses. Uh, and they sold them around the world and the money went back to picking up, uh, garbage and, uh, you know, the residue of the explosion as far as the cultural community is concerned um i know that uh, al serkal avenue which is a cultural district and organization in dubai has recently put solar panels um every now and again every time they they uh, stage an initiative of some sort they're always so conscious of the waste um and i am i know that more will you know happen more will be inspired by this as well actually al serkal
0: is is uh, also having hosting a fountain from dubai can and uh, they're promoting the reduction of of uh, plastic bottles um they also have a huge um focus on food waste and food waste is a big topic in terms of uh, behavior how we can you know ourselves try to reduce it how the hotels can change the way uh, they offer the food, maybe smaller trays, and maybe you can tell us more about what is do- done into your hotels, but also solution providers. And again, I mean, we have uh, here Terax, we have um, technologies that can also uh, use the food and transform it into, for example, uh, animal feed or into uh, fertilizers for farms. And this goes back into then supporting the local farms for them to produce better, more nutritious food locally. I know that a lot is being done also within Marriott, Atlantis and all the hotels um, in Dubai. So if you would be able to tell us more about uh, what is happening, just for you to have one data, one statistic in mind, but in the world, we waste one third of all the food produced one third. And this is also for the UAE. When During Ramadan, it's actually going up even more.
2: Uh Just to add to that, I mean, like you said, I mean, I think uh, we've started trialing uh, the effective use of technology to see, you know, what gets wasted, uh, measure it, and then, you know, give feedback to our FNB team to see, you know, uh, what can be prepared, how much needs to be prepared. So we're trialing that. And again, I mean, like you said, I, mean, I think we have huge buffets. Uh, we actually are slowly focusing our shift to a la carte culture. And actually, the guests are enjoying it more. Uh, again, uh, you know, use of technology uh, to convert those food waste uh, into, uh, you know, manures for the plants. Uh, we convert them into the feed for, uh, you know, animal shelter. So these are some of the steps that the you know, hospitality industry is uh, looking at.
3: At Atlantis, we um, installed technology like Winnow technology in our buffet restaurants. Um, as you know, we're very popular for a buffet restaurant, so it's quite important for us. And um, and yeah, we've seen a forty-six percent reduction uh in our food waste just through the use of technology. If you're not aware of the technology, basically, before you throw away the waste, you're scanning it, and it's using AR technology in order to read what um uh you're throwing away and and then that's being weighed when you throw it into the um uh, the bin and then every single day the chefs get a report on what they are throwing away um so that they can make changes instantly the next day because for us we've got a huge demographic of people who come to the resort and so therefore our waste um, varies according to who we have on property. So this is something we can't look at monthly. You've got to look at daily. But when you do it, you look at, um, uh, 46% reduction in food waste, which is, is insane, insanely brilliant. <laughs> 46% is massive. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, that's coupled together with awareness campaigns like recipe of change, et cetera, um, making, uh, the guests more aware of that. And also with other things like reducing plate sizes. Um, over the buffet time, and also just managing uh, menus as well. But yeah, one of a number of different examples, but really impactful. Yeah. I
0: think an important aspect of what you said is creating awareness. I mean, the Recipe of Change campaign is about talking to the guests. And I think this is going back to the main topic today. What is the difference between sustainable tourism and responsible tourism? And here is where I think it's important to Highlight the fact that even guests have a role, right? When we choose the place where we're going to stay, that's where we have a responsibility. And that's where we can, you know, also show our preference through the money we're spending because that hotel is giving me something, uh, sustainable. Um, so I would love to hear from you in terms of for you, what is this difference? And uh, do you see a change? I remember when we started looking at you know, a few aspects of tourism in, in Dubai, in the UAE. Many people would tell us people don't care. They're not going to make a difference. If a hotel offers you uh, water in plastics or if it offers you filtered water, they don't care. And I think things have changed, but I would love to hear it from you. Do you feel this cultural change in, in more attention and desire for responsible and sustainable tourism?
2: Uh, I think, yes. I think uh, sustainable tourism has also been a tag that's nowadays uh, used to affiliate UAE itself. Earlier, like you mentioned, it was a luxury tourism destination. It's even now. But I think sustainable tourism is also a tag that's been affiliated to uh, UAE. There's been a huge perception in the mindset change of our travelers. They are looking for uh, hotels that provide them more sustainability options. In fact, if you go to the OTAs, Uh, they actually show, you know, what are the sustainability activities each hotels do. And a lot of tourists uh, choose hotels based on that. Uh, The RFPs these days that we require the hotels uh, receive uh, for businesses or events have uh, questions that uh, are related to sustainability. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, even though, I mean, uh, they want to know what the hotels are doing. Uh, They're asking, in fact, big corporate groups are asking hotels Uh, they want to know what is their footprint from uh, their group's stay. So there's been a lot of shift in the mindset of the travelers uh, where they are looking for sustainable options.
3: Yeah, I'll just add to that. Um, I found it really useful to um, add a question on our resort survey. So basically every single time somebody checks out, I'm asking them specifically um, whether they think that we are sustainable or whether there's anything that we can do. This is the only way that I can prove um, to you know my other peers, my management, that it is becoming an increasingly mentioned topic um, of our guests. And um, I, I implemented that last April. And uh, I'm getting a range of different comments from people. So I it's really good for me, as somebody who's working on the strategy and implementing ideas to see what's important to the guests, and maybe what um, I'm missing, you know, I think that people understand what we do, but maybe I'm not communicating that effectively. So again, um, asking guests for direct feedback, and uh, has helped me uh, better communicate to my management and then communicate to the guests.
0: And also, yes, sometimes we need investments to, you know, uh, set new uh, strategies that are more sustainable. But if you also end up uh, saving food, that also a lot of money saved.
1: I wanted to uh, make a comment. Um, you know, when we go to hotels, you're given the option of whether you want your sheets and your towels changed daily. Um, uh, and, and no pressure, but it would be nice. Um, to turn the, uh, to switch the, the responsibility around. What I mean is, uh, instead of starting with the consumer, it would be, I think, uh, perhaps more impacting to come into the hotel and then see next to that, you know, uh, leaflet that actually Marriott and Atlantis, you know, we feed X number of families per day from the food that you leave. So now you've turned it around. Now you've told me what you're doing. So now I feel a responsibility not to. Next time I attack that buffet, I know I'm not going to, you know, overdo. I'm going to remember, oh, they're feeding families. So I should be more conscious. So maybe switch it around in that respect. And then it's like a pyramid. You start at the top and then everything follows through.
3: Yeah. And to, to your point, there was a study actually that was done, um, in regards to messaging in hotels. And they found that by saying, um, to your towel example, um, the, uh, for example, last month, uh, the person staying in your room before saved X amount of water by doing this then people like, oh, I better follow suit. So um, hotels are looking at the best way to message things. And I think um, by just even changing the message, you'll get an increase in participation. So it's a great idea. Yeah.
4: Just to add one point as well, uh, recently to your point about data, um, Bain & Co. have done a a survey uh, of travelers coming to this part of the region in the Middle East from um, Germany, Italy, France, UK, uh, China, and Saudi Arabia. Uh, And the study found that over 66% of travelers would make a choice based on the fact uh, the messaging of the hotel or the excursion that they were gonna do had a sustainability link. Uh, 57% of them would actually pay up to 25% premium uh, to have a sustainable experience uh, were they given the choice. Uh, so, you know, the data and the studies showing that there's definitely a strong appetite, uh, from the travel market. Uh, so uh, that report is uh, publicly available, but it's actually very good reading. And it, and it does show that, uh, the will and the intention of the end user is there. So to your point earlier about people don't care, that's not true anymore. They really do care, actually. Uh, and they would like better choices.
0: People don't care when they're not aware. But the moment you start sharing data with them, suddenly you bring them into the conversation and they feel like they're part of it. We've been uh, working with Accor Group for the past eight years, planting uh, gaff trees, and these trees are uh, sponsored by the money that has been saved in washing towels. So basically, uh, around the world, there is the famous message, please don't uh, throw the towel on the floor, we will save water. They measure how much water has been saved on a yearly basis, and then they don't keep it in their pocket. The amount of money saved goes to plant trees. But they don't just plant trees because it's fashionable. They actually plant trees that have a social impact. So in every country where they have operation, they will look at what kind of tree can bring benefits to the local community. So in Morocco, for example, they plant olive trees, and now they've reached a point where they use and they buy the olive oil from the farmers where they planted um, the olive trees. In the UAE, it's not as easy. So we're planting gaff trees that have high value for the biodiversity. But it's true that if you don't tell this to your uh, guest. There's no way he's going to contribute or even talk about you. It's a great way for someone to, to say, I stayed at Atlante or the Marriott Hotel and they do this for me. And this is a great uh, messaging. Now I want to also open the floor to our public. I see a lot of familiar faces and you all worked really hard. I wish we could have huge panels of 20 people. <laughs> to give a voice to everyone um do you have any questions hi um thank you so much so my name is josephine i work for
4: yellow door energy a solar developer here and we've actually worked with uh, tatiana's uh, organization to plant gaff trees as well so highly recommend the experience if anyone has not yet uh yeah try that through tatiana's group my question is for Vidnesh. Uh, I wanted to ask you regarding uh, solar power for your properties. So I know that in Jordan, four real properties have gone solar, and uh, you have received the Green Key um, certification as well. But uh, in the UAE, in Saudi, in other markets, uh, what are your plans regarding renewable energy for your properties? Thank you. Uh,
2: Renewable energy, I mean, uh, not only here, I mean, throughout GCC and uh, throughout the world has been a big uh, focus for us. Uh, A lot of properties are uh, looking at uh, microgrid. Uh, We are starting this concept, I mean, uh, in one of our hotels in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Next year, one of our hotels in Dubai is having it. So we are building pace here. Uh, One of the constrictions around, uh, you know, having this is the space uh, uh, on how much they can utilize, but we are overcoming it by, uh, you know, in hotels in resorts where there is space. So, yeah.
3: Hi everyone. Uh, My name is Dragana.
4: I'm working for Palladium as sustainability consultant. Uh, And this year we will have like COP28 in Dubai. And I know they will be uh, looking into getting like carbon neutral event certification. And uh, we expect like 35,000 of people and even maybe more. Uh So maybe a question for Atlantis and Marriott. Uh, Are you working with COP28 to host any of their delegates? And um, what can you do as accommodation and food uh to make it like carbon neutral?
3: Actually, um, I, 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 can't answer your question because I haven't been approached by anybody yet in order to do that. But if you have any connections and can link me up or if anybody here uh, knows um, of any way in order to do that, then I'm more than willing to have that conversation. But it's not been something that we've been approached um, to as far as I'm aware to do yet, but more than open.
2: Uh, Again, I mean, I think uh, I'll, I'll give a generic answer. Uh, even though we don't have the exact numbers we are looking at you know listing our sustainable practices for these delegates we are looking at what we can do more uh in terms of the next steps for these delegates uh we are trying to get all our hotel sustainability certified Uh, so there's a messaging around you know when these delegates come Uh, so yeah these are some of the things that uh, we are getting into
0: I would also like to answer, uh, saying that uh, for, for, from our side at Gumbook, we started actually helping our partners to measure their uh, footprint in terms of, uh, in terms of events. So we, we are able actually to have them, uh, calculate uh, an event such as this one, a smaller event done inside a hotel, uh, from the material that they import to the food that they use to the energy used. And of course, the first time is going to be about offsetting. And we know that not many people like going straight to offsetting. But the first time you measure an event, it's the baseline. Year after year, what needs to happen is the reduction and then continuing offsetting. And I can see here in the public, one of our big uh, partners, Quest. Uh, so we've been uh, planting mangroves for uh, many years together to actually offset uh, some of the, um, of the carbon in the UAE in the region, there's nothing that's actually certified. This is another big question we get. Do we get uh, carbon credits? No, but you would pay them 10 times more if they were carbon credits. But at least this is a national program that's under the Ministry of Climate Change and Environment. Uh, it's called the National Sequestration Program. All the mangroves are actually calculated and registered and accounted for. And this can help. It's a start. We're not saying it's a solution and we continue business as usual. But at least for now, we know that this is a possibility. Gaff trees. So many companies contact us. We want to plant a million gaff tree. No. Gaff trees are not made for carbon sequestration. Gaff trees are beautiful and they're important for biodiversity. But for carbon sequestration, we have mangroves. They grow naturally here they don't need irrigation, uh, and they're beautiful. And again, this is an opportunity for ecotourism. So many people, when they come to the UAE, can't even imagine the beauty of mangrove forests. It's something that blows you away. So if you haven't done it, please go and visit the different forests in the UAE. They're incredible, and they have a big role to play in terms of uh, environmental impact and, uh, and climate.
1: Any other questions? So, so the UAE is definitely on a path to a more sustainable and responsible tourism. Um, I just wanted to ask you, what do you feel is the biggest challenge that you're facing right now? And what support uh, would you call out for, if you could, to address these challenges to really make a big leap forward? Uh,
2: I think the biggest challenge uh, right now is... uh The understanding of uh, sustainable tourism or sustainability, it it varies from stakeholders to stakeholders. I think uh, the first thing is uh, educating uh, what is actually sustainable here might not be sustainable in some other place. So that needs to be achieved. Uh, The second challenge that I see is uh, the balance uh balancing between uh the economic development uh uae's primary i mean one of the primary areas is tourism uh and balancing that with uh environmental conservation and uh ensuring that we take care of our local community uh, so the, these are some of the challenges that i see uh in terms of this area
3: I would say um, one of them is um, uh, actually explaining to people what sustainability is. As we know, it's not just environmental, it's social, it's cultural. A lot of the times people are like, oh, sustainability and instantly go down the route of, uh, oh, it's all about being green, saving water and energy. It's not. It, it's the social cultural aspect as well. That's one. Um, the second one is a uh, uh, greenwashing. Um, a lot of the time people are just using the word Sustainable um As a very broad term, but not being specific about what they're doing in order to be able to use that term. And so as somebody that, uh, you know, kind of leads sustainability at Atlantis, I have to control lots of different people who like to throw that word about but just educate them as to exactly what they are talking about. And I would say the third one is um, something that helped me, but it was a challenge, was collecting data and reporting as well. So um, to avoid greenwashing, you have to be data-driven. You have to go through audits um, with somebody external who comes to validate what you're claiming. And um, we're part of the EarthCheck platform, which uh, and we get an audit every year that validates exactly what we're saying which again helps me but companies that don't do that open leave themselves exposed and that's where you get generic claims so um, i would say those are the challenges but there are solutions out there
4: all right uh yeah i would like
3: cameron also yeah. to talk about child you're not in the hospitality but yeah
4: i mean ours is a little more specific to i would say legislation uh unified legislation around uh what we're trying to do which is effectively manufacturing but using a waste raw material uh you know the waste management principles around the uae are not necessarily unified even though we're one country with seven emirates and there's different rules and regulations and then of course pan gcc every country's got a a different way of dealing with waste uh you know when you compare that with uh europe uh or the uk there's much more of a unified approach to everything Um, And there's uh, quite a bit of support from legislators, from uh, financial uh, frameworks that are there to try and help and push and develop uh, technology around this space of waste to value. Uh, I think we're still playing a bit of catch up, uh, but I I definitely see that uh, things are changing very quickly and for the better. Uh, So, yeah, I think we're very much looking forward to a bit more support from legislation and from the funding side in, in our space, in particular, waste to value.
0: One challenge I see, if I can say, is also um, at the moment, we're looking always at very fancy investments in the region, always looking at, uh, you know, um, very complicated and expensive technologies, very high tech. And uh, investors are always looking at the latest, the newest. And sometimes something basic and simple is not looked at as a good investment just because it's not fancy and uh i feel like when we're talking about waste yeah waste might not be fancy but it's a massive issue that there will have huge repercussions on on us on humans on the and on the planet and somehow there's no way to find easily uh investors so the investment and and is also uh, i think a very big um, challenge here Thank you for joining us today and we hope our discussion provided insights and solutions on how we can all be more responsible tourists and organizers. This episode was brought to you by Goombok with the support of Dubai Department of Economy and Tourism and Dubai Sustainable Tourism and the Arabian Travel Market 2023. Our special series climate leaders rising up to COP28 will begin on the 25th of May, featuring inspiring stories of sustainability leaders and champions, driving awareness as well as social, environmental and sustainability opportunities from the UAE to the world. See you then!